See this episode's show notes for our unique promo code to get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn when you sign up for a new account. Get your show on Apple and Spotify. Get helpful stats and all the support you need to sound your very best. Hi, I'm Erica Schultz, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 340, and you're with your high priest of Conchu again, Ray. G'day, hello. I'm doing it solo, doing a bit of catch up with some issues uh, for a, a really, a really cool little series, uh, Moon Knight: City of the Dead. Um, just not that long ago, it seems like not that long ago. Uh, I did a solo review of issue three, which was Dead Reckoning. And this episode, which is being live streamed across social media, Facebook and YouTube most notably, I'll be having a look at another moonshine. And this time it's Moon Knight City of the Dead issue four, um, which I think is the penultimate issue of this series. It feels like it. It's called The Unquiet Grave uh, by David Popose. It's a uh, it's a cracker. It's really fun. Uh, I'm not sure if you had time to listen to my review on issue three, um, which I found, you know, quite enjoyable as well. A, a little bit bumpy with the art, but um, we have here Marcelo Ferreira returning. So uh, very much like the first couple of issues. Uh, as mentioned and similar to this uh, last episode, it's just me. Uh, this could be like a, a quick fire episode since uh, Rebecca's not here with me, but fear not. Later, in less than a week again, um, I think Wednesday evening for US listeners uh, and viewers, uh, Rebecca and I will be hosting David Proposer on the show to chat all about City of the Dead and, and his experience uh, writing Moon Knight, uh, as well as his, you know, his works up to date and and how he, he's finding working at Marvel. Um, it, it's quite an amazing gig. He's been around. Um, I know I'll be talking to him about his uh, original series, Spencer and Locke, which I absolutely adored. I, I rated it as one of the best, um, I guess, non-Big Two comics that I've read. So uh, be very excited to have him on the show. That is this Wednesday evening. Uh, Rebecca and I will be chatting with him. So I have been me. I, I have been MIA uh, most recently, uh, and uh, as mentioned in the last episode, yeah, just I, I wanted to catch up with uh, these issues uh, because they're good. They they deserve um, attention, and unfortunately, can't have the other high priests here. But wanted to really go through it with you, uh, and uh, yeah, just just give my thoughts on on it. I am also experimenting with a bit of new technology uh, so bear with me there um, for those that are viewing the video you can probably see uh, what I mean uh, to the to the right on the screen there <laughs> I'm dangling a camera so uh, I thought you know just be something different and 
I'm trying to work it, work this thing out of using um, a camera to do an overhead shot of, of the comic that I have as well. So um, I thought it'd be fun to go through the comic that way, a bit of old school kind of thing, rather than looking at the digital version of the comics. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to get into it. Uh, now this being a short episode, I will leave all the kind of bigger white noise news till a bit later. I want this just to be kind of like a standalone for this issue for an unquiet grave. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see how we go. Um, oh, I think that might be that might be Rebecca. No worries, Rebecca. Rebecca's um tuned in for those that. Are listening to the podcast uh just got a live comment sorry i can't be there no worries um it's fine it's i can't wait to have you on um but um, i'm kind of excited at using this kind of technology hopefully i don't faff it up i've really had to kind of uh blinker the the down lights around here because there was a bit too much glare on the comic but uh it's a it's all a work in progress i've got the uh the cam the camera the camcorder whatever you call it just dangling um, so there might be a bit of it is connected to the te- to the table, so there might might be a bit of a uh, bit of wobble, but I'll try to mitigate that by not touching the table. So uh, Looney's, oh yes, it is. <laughs> it's Rebecca. Hey, how you going? Uh, I thought so. Um, so without, I guess, without further ado, actually, a, a big shout out to Rebecca. I hope um, hope uh, the the visit with the sisters going well. I hope you're, you're getting up to a lot of mischief. Um, yeah, certainly miss you, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're having heaps of fun over there. Right now, let's see if I can segue into this rather smoothly. Uh, let's, let's just jump into this issue four. Uh, and this is, I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, so yeah, issue four of City of the Dead. So yes, as you can see, it's a bit of a bigger shot there. So we've got, should show the cover. If you haven't got it already, go to your LCS, go check it out. Um, yes, City of the Dead, a really cool uh, cover there by Rod Reyes. Again, I think he's been doing most of the covers. Uh, I'm, oh, there are, I think there are a couple of, we have a little, yeah, variant covers as well by David Marquez. Oh, and Chris O'Halloran, that would be pretty good. Um, and AKA as well. But the regular cover artist there, Rod Reyes, I uh, haven't got visuals of those variant covers, but, you know, if you want to pick them up, please, of course, do so. Uh, as mentioned, I think towards the end of last issue, a fantastic, love the colours here from Rosenberg, of course. It's just really kind of synonymous with moon Knight now we've got your your purples and your kind of um violets uh coupled with your greens uh, and of course the black and whites just work really well uh, it seems to be a snapshot in time as moon Knight is falling through some sort of vortex um, and we have the likes of the jeff lemire run as i mentioned kang uh, the kang annual uh, age of uh, uh Conchu. Uh, we have hunter's moon there which is um more of the jed mckay uh, run and then you have uh then you have more of the volume ones 
there we go wealth by night and and bushman so pretty handy um issue now this was oh gosh this was released in october <laughs> cover date november We'll just say that. I've got it in the show notes. Can't remember totally offhand. Um, and we have David Proposo's writer, Pencilla Marcello Ferreira, with Inca J. Lyston, uh, color artist, of course, Rochelle Rosenberg, and also this time, Fair Sufuentes Sujo. So um, sharing the duties there. Letterer VCs Corey Pettit, uh, and of course, I said cover artist Rod Reyes, uh, editor Tom Bravort. So, uh, Pretty cool. So as mentioned in the previous episode, uh, Moon Knight and Layla had kind of gone through the um, the gamut of dead villains that Moon Knight had put into the City of the Dead, so to speak, and they kind of wandered their pound of flesh from him. Layla saves him. Um, and they they save or they, they find Khalil, um, kept prisoner. They break him out. Um, Khalil turns out to be the avatar of Osiris. This is a, a real major, well, not, this is a really um, general, I guess, feedback, uh, not feedback. This is really um, summarised kind of uh, synopsis of what happened previously. Uh, so, yeah, Khalil ends up being the avatar of Osiris, uh, shoots Jackal Knight, a.k.a. Randall Spectre, out. That kind of summons um, at the Devourer from, um, from the Sands of the city of the dead of the um and um and i'm at you know just uh eats eats moon knight so we're left at, at that uh moon knight does that to allow for layla the scarlet scarab and khalil to um to get away um from the huge what do you call them again um oh to tip my tongue rick would know this kaiju yeah that's it from the, the huge kind of monsters um, that is Amit the Devourer. So, yeah, overall, look, I'm not going to go through this page by page. Uh, it's not that sort of uh, episode. But overall, I I really enjoyed this. I think uh, Ferreira's artwork uh, really does give it that kind of solidarity that I think was lacking, unfortunately, in issue three uh, with Hill's art. Uh, it's just a, a lot more assured, uh, and it's I don't know. It's it's kind of standard that we were, you know, we were used to, and we were kind of um, fed from the beginning, you know, from issues one and two. So Ferreira's art is is just really good. I really do like it. Um, let me just find a page here. I mean, we do get a version there of um, it's very similar to to Hill's uh, rendition. Um, but just a little bit more detail there, uh, looking a little bit more sinister. Um, and, yeah, we get some nice splashes here. I mean, the, the look of Moon Knight is testament to Rochelle Rosenberg and the colours. I mean, he, he just seems to be this out-of-this-world figure with the slight glow and the fact that he's just purely black and white. Um, in some ways kind of reminds me of Mr Negative in the sense that he just kind of he pops out um, of the page. Uh, but yeah, um, really, oh, was one of the light things fell off. <laughs> uh, yeah, really cool art. Um, and I, I love this, the, the Legion of the Unliving. So we do get like the a crack squad here that we do, you know, led by Jackal Knight, Master Sniper, uh, Chainsaw, who else is there? Black Spectre, 
uh, Taurus and Plasma. Really fun, fun characters from Moon Knight's past. And we do get another um, member from his past, which was in, in a very important scene. And I really do love, I've got to reiterate, um, just what Proposer does with the material, um, especially here. I, I think this was this issue was a lot more balanced uh, than, say, the previous issue um, because it had that kind of high-octane action, but at the same time it delved into... Um, it delved into again, like the the psychology of Mark Spector, and that's you know that's something obviously we Moonot fans love. Uh, and so right from the outset, there's a a moment here where Mark is kind of reliving in his mind. I mean, we know he's being held prisoner by Ahmet, and Ahmet's trying to kind of turn him, trying to corrupt him, uh, because remember Ahmet ingested him. So this is all kind of and, you know, in the City of the Dead, it's all not uh, as it seems. So uh, Ahmet has kind of taken hold of him symbolically and is trying to kind of break him. And Mark has all these uh, images and all these memories, and um, and some of the memories are, are, um, are kind of manipulated by Ahmet, of course, but this first one seems very much like a memory from the past. His, his, his first kill... Um, as a mercenary, and I know I got slight visions of uh, saving Private Ryan. I know that's a very odd reference, but there's this knife fight between he and this other soldier, and it's just two of them. And there's this knife that the soldier is, for all intents, about to to uh, stab Mark with, um, but in the final moment, he he finds a gun and he and he um. And kills the soldier in saving private ryan ryan it goes a different way a, a lot more shocking way um but still it just reminded me of that when it just reduced to two men and a knife um just fighting for their lives and and this was traumatic for mark i mean he would later go on to you know be a killing machine which Ahmed says but this first kill um had a significant uh impact on him and and so i like how proposal dives into that you know as well whereas i think issue three uh it was very kind of as i mentioned it was a slightly cheesy it was very actiony um a little um yeah a little cheesy with the dialogue here we get a balance of we get some great action but we get an insight again into mark and, and again i think that's something that uh, as a moon Knight fan you really do appreciate I mean, you could say that with any hero, of course, but um, I think more so for Mark, considering uh, his uh, his you know uh, his condition, like he how who he is and and how he is. Um, so really cool there. Then and, and proposer does that from the outset. Um, yeah. Then as I mentioned, that is kind of uh, offset with the action, and again, a proposer manages to uh, keep things really exciting by having kind of two concurrent scenarios, which again is not, nothing um, original, but um, what it does is that it really adds a lot of depth to the story. So on one mo on one page, figuratively and, and literally here, we have Moon Knight in his predicament with Ahmet, Ahmet trying to break him. And on the other side, we have Layla and Khalil. And that's this is the other story that is... Um, perpetually moving forward about her trying to um, run away or flee from the Legion of the Unliving and trying to save Khalil. 
Um, so uh, I like how th that kind of keeps us busy as readers. Um, and so it was quite, you know, thrilling to see uh, the Scarlet Scarab fly through the skies of the City of the Dead and try to evade, um, you know, evade capture. Uh, but, of course, you know, we get the return, and this had to always happen because they did escape towards issue, um, uh, towards the end of issue three. Um, uh, yeah, they escaped. So, um, the, you know, to, to have uh, Jackal Knight back uh, and to have everyone ready um, to to kill again. Of course, I forgot Midnight as well. He was there in the last issue. Um, that's really fun. I, I really do hope maybe we get to see down the line this legion of the unliving again i mean i just love the disparate kind of characters and and being a moonot fan I, I love how they're pulled on from different eras um so anyway so um layla has to deal with that and and again as i said we go back and forth between that and basically the mind job that armut is trying to put on moon knight um so we get his narrative of him um essentially coming up against uh, ghosts of the past, uh, past, present, and future, I guess. Well, more so really just the past. <laughs> um, uh, so we have, you know, visions of his, his father, I'm assuming from the past, uh, and then from the present, it's Frenchie and Bushman, and I guess they're from the past as well. Um, but, yeah, so he's kind of going through his inner demons, um and yeah and and it's really well drawn very well done as well um we yeah i mean we have just mark i guess in his mindscape being inundated with these over, overwhelming kind of figures of victims or you know people that he's um that he's killed because he's got massive guilt right he's got massive guilt um, about what he has done in the past. It hasn't stopped him from continuing, you know, his fight for justice and and killing when he needs to. But it's such a heavy weight on him. And and I'll, you know, we'll get to it obviously with the arrival of spoilers, everybody, uh, with Peter Alron. Alrain, I never knew know how to pronounce his name. I'll say Alron. Alron. <laughs> Alron. Alron. I'll say Alron. Uh, Peter Alron. So th there's that that comes up, which is a really cool kind of touching moment. Um, and that is the culmination of what Moon Knight does. He basically overcomes uh, all this kind of guilt and baggage that he has by being able to speak to Peter. You know, the guy that he he wasn't able to save uh, that night, and it was such a turning point in his life, of course, because he later went on to become Moon Knight. But that guilt of not being able to save him, um, and the fact that look, I'm going to jump straight to it as well. It's it's probably the the crux of I th I think um, this issue uh, here as well. So Moon Knight is almost there at the point of despair. Like Armit is doing the work, um, doing the job, getting Moon Knight to almost really be defeated. Uh, but then we get Dr. Peter Alron um, come up and essentially tell Mark that he had forgiven him for for not saving him. Um, and his last words were, you know, protect my daughter. And he, he says, look, you know, you've, you've done 
so well. Like you, you have I have a grandchild as well in dietrus, um, and even you know, even when it's cost you so much, it's cost him everything. It's cost Mark a whole lot. It, actually, his relationship with uh, with Marlene as well. All that he did that for the greater good of um, of protecting like Marlene. So by Peter being so grateful to Mark for that. Uh, there's just, yeah, this awesome picture here of um, just them uh, with, with Concho in the background, just essentially saying, yeah, I'll forgive you. And, and Mark's, and I love it, the turn, the turn over there with, with the, uh, the schnicked. Uh, so Moon Eyes in shackles, but he's now no longer mentally defeated. He's ready for action. He knows that none of that stuff um, he should hold on to. Uh, it's something that he should work through. So I love that kind of um, therapeutic nature that we get with Moon Knight. And this is the one of the great things I think um, that Proposer does here, coupled with just the awesome action by having the scenario of the living, uh, the Legion of the Unliving um, and seeing Scarlet Scarab, that sort of stuff. It's, it's really, really fun stuff. Um, so, yeah, that I think was the main gist I've jumped straight to the Moon Knight side of things, uh, and we do, <clears throat> well, th there's a huge thing that happens uh, with Scarlet Scarab and Khalil and um, <clears throat> and Jackal Knight. He actually does, ma oh, actually, before I should say that, there are a couple of really cool notes here. Um, just seeing um, Scarlet Scarab manipulate the city itself, which we've seen her do, and I had just had to double take here. At first, Jackal Knight um, basically terrorizing the city. Uh, there were innocent uh, people there who were going to get hurt. Scarlet Scarab, she creates a hand out of um, debris, protects them, and then she wallops um, one of the ships with it. I think that was awesome, just to show the sheer power that she, she wields. Uh, and then this really cool dynamic of her just shooting away with that... Um, the sound effect of Voom, really cool. So she does a number on the Legion of the Unliving, but essentially what we get is Jackal Knight manages to somehow wrangle uh, the power of Osiris from, um, from Khalil. Oh, I should also mention as well, just before that, uh, there's a really cool cameo from... Where are we? There's a uh, cameo from a couple of gods here. Yes, we get Thoth and Shesmu. Um, and I love it. Again, thank you so much, Proposer, for, for including more uh, Egyptian deities. It's really cool. I, I really do wonder how this will all factor in with Hickman's gods, um, changing that whole cosmology of the Marvel Universe gods and deities. I hope we do see a lot more Egyptian. I hope we see a lot more gods from, from other myths. <coughs> Pardon me. Because they're a lot of fun. I mean, they're, they're one of my um, main... Like, There's a reason why I like Hercules uh, in, in the Marvel comics. I just love the myths. Uh, if we can get Marvel, if we can get um, Wukong, is it Sun Wukong, uh, the, the Monkey King, uh, I'd be very... Very happy. I may have butchered that name, by the way. 
anyway, yeah, so we do get them. They try to protect Layla. Um, and so there's a short-lived moment. They try to protect Layla, and they get zapped. Oh, which reminds me as well, I might as well call it out. I think Rebecca put it out um, on uh, on Facebook, a group. The announcement of um, from NYCC about the Ultimate Universe and the announcement of Ultimate Black Panther, it's getting me excited for the Ultimate Universe. Look, I, I totally missed the Ultimate Universe back in the day. Look, I've gone back and reread um, Bendis's and Bagley's Spider-Man, which is fantastic. I've read a little bit of the X-Men, um, a little bit of the Fantastic Four. But looking at the new Spider-Man one announced and Ultimate Black Panther, looks pretty cool. Uh, I might have to dive into it. And, yeah, I know that the Ultimate Invasion is happening at the moment. I may have missed that. I might have to catch up on that from uh, Marvel Unlimited. But, yeah, for all intents, it looks really good. Anyway, I wanted to say that because, um, what am I saying? The embodiment, the Moon Knight in that universe is apparently the embodiment of Ra and Khonshu. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm keen. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind the odd Black Panther comic. So uh, I'll be keen to see the ultimate Black Panther. Anyway, coming back to this, as I mentioned, look look at this. Look at this page, Lee's pages. Beautiful colours. Uh, so Khalil, well, it's beautiful, although Khalil is in a great deal of pain here. Um, but Jackal Knight is drawing the power of the essence of Osiris, which is what they wanted, some sort of ritual, um, drawing it from him and becoming, you know, what does he say? He's he becoming um, even even more powerful, even more godlike. And, and he, what he wants to do is raise this realm to the land of the living. So he's not only seeking power within the city of the dead, uh, there are definite concerns for the people of Earth and the people of the living um, if this dude wants to come up and start causing a ruckus. So, yeah, so stakes just got even higher, baby. Um, yes, so can't wait. So that, that's a nice little setup as well. Um, so, uh, as I mentioned, that is going on, and that's pretty bad. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, Peter Ulron, uh talks with Mark, goes through it, which is, which is pretty awesome. Then it comes to the end where... They both collide, I guess. So, um, so we have, of course, Amit the Devourer uh, still there, which had it had ingested Mark, it had ingested Moon Knight. It is tearing its way through as well. It catches up with with Layla and with Jackal Knight, um, everything like that. So, you know, physically they're coming closer, but it just collapses, and um, in a, a very I don't know. I, I see it as a very Drax-like event. Uh, Mark cuts himself out. I mean, we saw him sneak the uh, the Crescent Claws out, so um, it had to happen. Something had to happen. And a beautiful, a beautiful last page there, last splash. Look at that. When I'm finished with you, Randall, you're going to wish I let the Devourer have you. This guy is up for it. He's up for it. Um, matters of life and death. So a great, a great way to end this issue, uh, and this was a fantastic, fantastic issue. I, I must say, I really did enjoy it. Um, uh, I, I've been enjoying the whole series as well, but I, I think 
Papoza has done very well uh, by crafting the, you know, typically pacing-wise, the, the penultimate issue. I could be wrong. If there's an issue six, I could be wrong. But it just seems like this is the penultimate issue. Uh, and it seems like things will come to a head. Well, let's have a look here. Um, yeah, it just says City of the Dead issue five. It doesn't say a conclusion or anything like that. But uh, Proposers knocked it out of the park, I think, by really getting us um, thrilling, uh, th thrilling scenes uh, and also at the same time touching upon um, stuff, you know, in the mind, behind the doors, uh, at, in the backstage of, of Mark's mind and, and what makes Moon Knight tick. Uh, and, and I really do appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, so really good. I would, um, rating-wise, yeah, I gave seven, I think, to issue three. I'd be looking more here... I just think from well-crafted, really enjoyable um, romp. I mean, again, I'm, the, the hundred things. I'm thinking of like, what if a first, you know, what if someone, a casual reader picks up this issue? Would would that be, would it be readable? Would they be lost? Uh, I can't really say because look, I've, I've been following this series, but all I can say is that I'll give it a, a solid eight, I think, out of ten. I think it really is strong, and Ferreira's art is is just awesome. I, I love Ferreira's art. I know Rebecca and I were talking about earlier on. Uh, I think in the earlier issues there were some inconsistencies, similar to what I pointed out in issue three with Hill. But um, I can't fault it here. I think I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, you could you could nitpick and look at some of the the facial features, but I think overall, I think in the inks as well. Really, I mean, it's Lyston. Is that right? Um, Jay Lyston. Uh, really, really good inks uh, to work with these pencils. Uh, and you get some really intricate uh, detail. Um, but then you get kind of stylized things like this here with Mark's face. But it, it really just tells the whole story, doesn't it? Like the shock of him. Look at that. Um, so really good. Uh, my favourite one, I'd say like, a few favourite ones. Look, Legion of the Unliving, who doesn't like a supervillain um, group shot? There's that. And th then I just think mainly um, all the... I mean, this one is, is weird, isn't it? This one's weird and wacky. This was Mark going through his bad phase as well. It um, It's not dissimilar to... It reminded me of that issue uh, with Morpheus uh, in the Jed McKay run of him trying to figure out what makes Mark tick. And in many ways, actually, this is um, the dichotomy, I think. It's the flip side of it because Morpheus was assuming all this bad stuff, like you, you saw it, like, you know, is this what makes you happy? Is this what makes you happy? And he goes through, they go through kind of the, the flashbacks and the history. And eventually Moon Knight just goes, no, no like none of that, um, you know, none of that satisfies me. You know, killing the Avengers or or fighting on a mountain of corpses, that's, that does not, is not what I want. Uh, and in this, uh, in this instance, in City of the Dead, it kind of goes through that again, but... Uh, 
I guess in a different way. It's not it's not like that Ahmed is is feeding these images to try and um make Moon not realise that this is what he wants, but it it's just highlights again that these events are intrinsically kind of affecting to Moon Knight and very important to Moon Knight. Um and it actually makes him the person he is. Um and and I like that reaffirming thing with with Paul or not Paul, with Peter Alron about um how although he's kind of lost a lot i mean again this harks down to, to charlie houston's the bottom uh, although he's lost everything he does it he tr- at least the intent is to do it for the better um of his peers like he he although he gets it wrong he cocks it up um he he's trying to do the best for frenchy or for marlene or for crawley uh, but that may not necessarily translate um, and help their relationships. So, um, so very cool indeed. So yeah, eight out of ten for me. Um, some great ones. Oh, I just wanted to show that one again. Of yeah, with the the glare. Yeah, that one. The hug, the hug with Peter and Moon Knight. Fantastic. Uh, eight out of ten. Really cool stuff. Well, I did uh, leave a discussion thread up, um, but totally, whoops, totally understand if uh, that was really late notice. Uh, so it's it's never too late anyway to drop in your thoughts. Uh, let's get a discussion happening. What did you think of the City of the Dead? What did you think of this issue? Where do you think it is heading towards uh, for the final issue? Will we have ramifications that will perforate um, throughout future Moon Knight stories. Uh, I mean, we already will with, I guess, with Layla, with Scarlet Scarab. It's great to see her. Will she be still confined within the City of the Dead or will she somehow make it out and, and start to interact amongst the land of the living and, and amongst other heroes? Or um, was this the cameo of her that we'll see uh, and we won't see for a while? It would be a shame. Um, I'd love to see more of, I wonder how they would expand it because uh, I love this premise of the City of the Dead and we do, we do get to see the deities. I wonder how we, we get future stories where Egyptian deities are again reintroduced. Um, I mean, the sky's the limit. Um, Khonshu is incarcerated. Um, it's not to say that another god, um, like, you know, Ra, or, you know, the Sun King or makes another appearance um, and then we get another story. But I, I really do enjoy uh, the the different flavour of this series because it's uh, a little bit more, I don't want to say super, supernatural, a bit more fantastical. It, it's, you, you know, in the, in, the, um, in the dead side, so to speak. It's, uh, it's not street level. But um, I wonder if we can, you know, I hope we get other stories with deities introducing themselves um with mark as well uh, so yeah um that's that's all I, I guess i can say on this it was it was fantastic um loonies thank you so much for listening uh as always i should put this up on a screen you can drop in your thoughts or anything on email uh, feedback at itkmoonot.com We've got our website, itkmoonight.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, and Blue Sky. So just drop your line, drop your thoughts there, uh, and I'd be happy to, to chat and to, um, you know, 
talk about theories, talk about where we see things going. Um, hoping we get more from David Proposer as well. And looking forward to speaking with him again, uh, as I mentioned before, um, speaking with him um, to see what potentially is the the future for, for him and Moon Knight. Uh, it does seem that he is getting busier. Um, he is uh, fast and up and rising. I mean, he's been around. Uh, he's experienced as hell. Um, but he, it's great to see him get more and more uh, titles from Marvel. So from the Savage Avengers uh, to Moon Knight to the one shot um, from Black, White and Blood. And now he's got the Punisher uh, coming up. Uh, so, yeah, very exciting. I, I want to be able to chat with him about all, all the um, projects that he has coming up that he'll let us know about. Uh, so, yeah, leave us your thoughts. Uh, always, always happy to hear from you. A, a big shout-out, I've got to say again, to the Petrunis. Thank you so much, everybody, for all your unwavering support. As mentioned, uh, I have been a bit lagging, so hence these two quick-fire, shorter episodes to try and uh, get back up to speed. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll discuss it over on Patreon, but I'm hoping to uh, at least freeze um the the patronage for maybe a couple of months just just because uh yeah i just don't feel right you know um, when i haven't been producing as much content uh, I'll, I'll still be trying to get some bonus episodes out uh, for you as well for those uh, in the tiers that do have bonus episodes um so that could be anything i mean yeah uh, <laughs> hopefully i'll make it interesting uh, I've already got a few things in mind, i.e., hence I've been trying to work out this this camera. Uh, but yeah, we'll um, we'll see how we go. Um, but thank you so much, uh, of course, and thank you to our sponsors, CLZ Comics and Dreamland Comics from Schoenberg, Illinois. Anyway, that will probably wrap me up from here. Uh, yeah, as as I mentioned, next episode three forty one will be with David Proposer, uh, and then just keep on looking at the the phases of the moon. Um, trying to follow that as well. We haven't seems like Yonks. They've done like a classic run or a, a recent modern issue, but but we have been blessed with new issues. So I cannot cry over that. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Uh, Everybody, once again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, may conscience watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.